0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: Radio. and welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, and uh, welcome to Open Lines. Gina tells me we have Dr. Kevin from Indianapolis on our first time caller line, and let's get him on right now. Kevin, welcome to the show, Doctor. Thanks for calling.
0: Oh, hi, George. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, mm, thank you. I'm actually super nervous. <laughs> I've listened to you for over 10 years as a Coast Insider. This is like the first time I've ever stayed up late and actually listened to this, uh, the show live.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad. But, uh, what, um, what kind of doctor are you?
0: Uh, so I'm an infectious disease specialist. and oh. also, uh, I essentially work as a nocturnist. I'm a critical care doctor at night. And uh, so uh, what I was going to call about is that, uh, I mean, I am, I am the person who, if you're sick, coming to my hospital and you need to be admitted, I'm the one doing that. Okay. And uh, there, there are things that I'm just hearing people talk about just in social media, a little bit on this show. And some other places that uh, um i just i'm just hoping we can just kind of talk for a minute and i just like to kind of get some things out from you know my perspective sure i'd um,
1: love to hear it
0: uh one one thing that i know kind of gets brought up is that uh, just this idea that uh COVID-19 is really just a bad flu i assure you it is not just a bad flu um i can probably count on my hand the number of p- people i've seen in the last number of years uh who have died directly from influenza i'm seeing you know, people die every single day yeah, from this uh, coronavirus. I'm having to make very hard phone calls uh, to fa- friends and family.
1: What are the uh, ages tonight? of those people, doctor, generally? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so um, actually, so I'm in Indiana. You can look up uh, the Indiana State Department of Health, their data, and you can look right there that uh, the, the death, the people who are dying from this, uh, about 90% of them are age 60 and higher. Wow. Um, but there's also a different graph on that. You can look at the number of people who have, with positive cases, and there's basically a bell, bell curve around the age of 50. And so I'm admitting a lot of people who are you know, my age, I'm in my 40s, um, you know, 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, but uh, yeah, the people who are dying so far are the older people. But don't let that kind of really hide something though that's happening that if you don't work in a hospital, you don't know. There's mm-hmm. so a lot of these younger people who are on ventilators. I mean, they've been in a hospital for a week or two. They're very, very sick. You know, they may survive, but there's a very high morbidity with this as well. And that's something else that I just don't think people know if you're not really seeing what we're seeing. Another thing compounding all this is that, um, and another thing that's really hard to deal with, is that uh, we're not allowing any visitors in the hospital. I bet you.
1: No, I, I don't blame country. you. I don't blame you for yeah.
0: that. And so, you know, friends and families, they're not really seeing, you know, they don't see their loved one actually going through, you know, what I'm calling and telling them you know, about. And I think that's another thing that kind of plays into you know, the public's a little bit misperception of how serious this is.
1: Do you don't think, do-, yeah. do you think, doctor, that this has been going on a little longer than people have said because of the oh, s- because they probably thought it was the flu. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No doubt in my mind. We, because of the fiasco with a uh, um, uh, lack of testing, um, I mean, we don't know. We may never really know. You know exactly the, uh, the extent of this. Back in January, I, I, I don't, and I wouldn't be someone who'd know. You know what the prevalence of this would be way back in december in the united states but i mean i just i just know this was going around in january and definitely in february um at least at least in the major cities where they've been trying to travel uh there were uh, reports of uh in uh uh washington area uh, i believe there was a, a what's called a, a flu project that they were wanting to actually test mm-hmm. samples of patients uh, who had uh, flu-like illnesses test them for covid19 i've lost track of this story but there was a story about a month ago where you know, there were people in the government telling them not to do this test. I don't know why. This is actually something you might want to look into. It's a really interesting story. But uh,
1: Yeah, that's I weird.
0: Think, I, I think at some point you know, there will be samples that were collected, and they're just sitting in labs that they could go back and do, you know, prevalence studies and try to get a little bit better idea. But um, uh, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I mean, it's just it's everywhere. You know, this is kind of what's on my mind. I, I kind of, to some degree, don't care what happened a month or two ago. But, um, um, but to answer that question, yeah, I mean, I think it's been going... You know, a bit more and a little bit longer than we all realized since we weren't
1: able to test dr are you seeing more or less patients come into the hospital now
0: so that's actually another good question that gives uh, a little bit of this air of misunderstanding so um uh, our um, our uh, system our networks uh, um, statistician had a presentation they do the presentation every Sunday kind of go over some stats some numbers if you were to look at and I bet you a lot of other hospitals are kind of the, doing the same thing we're doing in other cities like ours. But um, we are going, we are moving heaven and earth <laughs> to keep people from having to go to the hospital. So um, if you just look at the numbers of patients that's in the hospital, it's roughly the same if you compare today to this same time last year. Okay. And you were, you're kind of looking from day to day over week. The, the, the thing is, is, though, that uh, the number of patients we have at an ICU level, uh, the number of patients we have ventilators is double usual. Uh, the number of patients that are in progressive care. So these are people on higher level, levels of oxygen and whatnot, double what we normally have. Um, I, I work nights, actually, um, uh, doing, you know, I cover all the, basically everybody's in the hospital, but, you know, all the sick patients and stuff. And, you know, I've had to ask for, you know, a second doctor helping out. Um, at, I work at one of the smaller hospitals in the network. Um, usually I can cover all that by myself, but I need a second doctor to be able to cover because uh, you know, if we have one patient crashing on one floor, there could be someone crashing on another floor. That, right. Uh, Used to be, I'll be able to cover that just one person. So, yeah, if you look at the parking lot, you don't see as many cars because we don't have visitors. Uh, we have, uh, you know,
1: patients. Yeah, yeah, because
0: we're, yeah, yeah, we, we're you know we have the same number of patients, but the number of patients who are sicker is double than usual.
1: When somebody uh, when somebody dies, doctor, what what yeah. happens to them? What kills them?
0: Yeah, so actually, that was something else I was hoping we talk about. So, uh, something that I'm seeing passed around is some version, and and correct me if if it's different than this, but this is how I'm interpreting this, some version of doctors like faking death certificates or fudging them or something to that nature. First of all, that's fraud. That's a crime for anybody to do that, Mm -hmm. for one. Uh, For two, uh, for Indiana, we just had a uh, a webcast from the Indiana State State, uh, Department of Health, uh, I believe it was just Thursday. Um, anybody can actually look at this as, like, public, but, uh, you know, they give some instructions in terms of how to uh, fill out a death certificate. Um, There's a certain way you do this. So, for example, let's just say somebody um, uh, has uh, COVID-19 pneumonia, and uh, um, uh, as a consequence of that, uh, they develop a blood clot that goes through their lungs, which is actually something we're finding is pretty darn common. And uh, um, let's just say that, you know, the the physician, like, I've filled out a good 10 of these death certificates in the last couple of weeks myself. Um, if I had someone uh, that it looks like they most proximately died from the pulmonary embolism or the, the PE, yeah, I would list that as the, the the most proximate cause of death, but that's going to be due to something else. It's going to be due to uh, that COVID-19. I mean, that didn't happen if it wasn't for that. That's still the cause of death, really, is the COVID-19, and it gets, you know, counted as one of these numbers.
1: A heart attack I mean, or that. something. Something happens. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're seeing, um, I'm not seeing, uh, it's a little confusing because of the false negative rates and some of these things like this, but uh, um, I've seen a couple younger people that I wouldn't have otherwise thought they would have a heart attack and uh, kind of wondering if it was related. Unfortunately, their tests were negative, but uh, thrombotic diseases, so you're, you uh, uh, your body having blood clots, you know whether it's uh, um, you know moving to your lungs or in your legs, or you know the same thing happens in your heart. We're actually finding that's a pretty common thing that's being caused by this infection that we don't see we don't see we definitely don't see an influenza.
1: How like long, How yeah. long, Kevin, do you think people can last who are not working now uh, and uh, you know need to get back to work this is a, This is part of the horrible situation of this whole tragedy. Oh, I know
0: you know and when you were talking like a minute ago and you're talking about the uh, kind of the loss of like human interaction you know it actually got me thinking because to some degree I don't know if I've noticed that so much because I'm still working in a hospital and around
1: people right
0: but uh, um but I've been off these last few days and uh, um another thing you're talking about is like it was an exciting thing for me and my daughter and my wife to go to the grocery
1: store you know Yeah <laughs> um, it is I I look forward to doing it yeah I...
0: yeah <laughs> And uh, unlike you, I do wear a mask, but, um, you know, a lot of people don't, but um, it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's a really good question. I, I'm just totally not the person to be qualified to kind of answer. All right. We well,
1: Kevin, you you keep listening and you keep checking in with us from time to time, especially with your expertise. Uh, I think this is going to be around for at least a couple of weeks to a month or two longer so uh, just uh, keep letting us know uh, how you feel and uh, what uh, what's going on. It is a uh, truly a bizarre situation. My my biggest gripe with this st- story when it broke was that the daily stats are confusing and creating hysteria. Uh, at no point did I ever say this disease was not a disease, uh, but. You know, when you say two people died in the beginning, three people died, and you ignore the seasonal flu and all the deaths associated with that, up to 60,000 a year, from 25,000 to 60,000 a year, depending on the season, it, it scares the living daylights out of people. And I still think they're doing that. Uh, I called a reporter from the Post-Dispatch here in St. Louis who wrote a story that there were 150 deaths in the state of Missouri from the, the COVID-19. And I said, but how many have died right now from the seasonal flu? And she went, oh. And uh, I think that's important to put all of that in perspective.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every
1: weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.